Okay, kids, let's go. Thanks, C3 penis face and R2 dickhead. Hello there. Looking! Found someone you have, I would say. <laughs> May the force be with us. Fucking A. Good motherfucking day, motherfucking galaxy. Yeah. Fucking podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in. We're here. It's real. It's real. <laughs> it's actually happening. Mm-hmm. I no, I don't believe you. I don't believe you. Sorry, we have a habit of starting to quote things before we actually start streaming. And <laughs> Mopar was quoting episode two when Dooku revealed. Here's the plot of everything. Here's everything that's ever happened. No, I don't believe you. <laughs> Fucking Obi Wan. Obi Wan's so trashed at that point in the movie. He, he's not going to remember any of it. <laughs> like, uh, uh-uh. uh. No. You're fucking with me. You're trying not. to make me pay for your bar tab, Dooku, and I ain't having it. Because I know pick- you're a drinker, too. <laughs> I heard Qui-Gon used to have to pick up your tabs all the time. I ain't trying it. Uh-uh. Doesn't trickle down. Not that way. Where in the world are you at uh, today, Mopar? I'm Mo- up in Cuyahoga Falls. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's not too far. No, not too not too bad. Um, I just have something in the morning. So I usually get up here and chill and then try to fucking get at it. So... Yeah. yeah. And tonight we're recording. So you don't get to chill. You get to record. And we're recording late. Why? Why are we recording late? Because squadrons. We, we wanted to spend all Sunday playing Star Wars Squadrons. You know, I started a new Skyrim character. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering how long after the release date of Squadrons, someone was going to say, oh, actually, I started Skyrim again. Well, you know, um, Glass Armor oh, constantly, like right after work. She she boots it up and usually plays for a little bit. Yeah. Uh, and it got to the point where I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I have a few extra dollars. I'm going to buy the digital copy of Skyrim finally so we can both play at the same time. And luck, luck have it. <laughs> luck had having it. Luck have it. It's uh, It was finally down to at least the $40 instead of the full 60 So That's I was good. like, oh, I'm going to capitalize. And then, of course, you know, Sunday it wasn't quite as sunny. It was a little chilly. So I was like, yeah. Skyrim time, but yes, uh, uh, Squadrons is is on board, on deck, and ready to go, and I, I love it, man. It's fun. It's a, it's a difficult game. Ooh. Yeah, so that's going to eat up the majority of our conversation tonight, so we're happy that it's out. Looks like Mopar continually knows how to read. He's For non-video folks, he's holding up Republic Commando Triple Zero, book number um, two in the series, if I recall correctly. Yeah. If I recall correctly. I'm uh, I, I'm I'm literally crawling through it. I haven't spent a lot of time on it, but um, I am still still working at it. I I also did. Uh, I forgot that I downloaded um, not Dark Rendezvous, Ooh. a Labyrinth of Evil on oh, nice. on uh, Audible. I ain't read that shit I since booted, grade school, man. Yeah, I booted it up. Uh, just a heads up, if you guys want a very good quick. A book on audible i think the entire book's only like five and a half hours oh nice that's good so uh it's yeah it's a real quick listen I've, i'm almost done with it i started it this morning on my drive and it was i was about two hour two and a half hours um and i was already half hour into the book so 
yeah, trudging through that. Uh, not nearly as good as everybody is claiming, but it's great. It was great in high school when I read it. Yeah, it's. I mean, on surface level, they do talk about a lot of like behind the scenes. If you if you're a fan of any uh, Order sixty six shit. Yeah, I, the main thing I remember is doesn't Anakin like collapse an entire Coliseum with his mind? Well, that's what I remember. Come on, I'm it not is. done with it yet. <laughs> You've read it before. Mm, we read I don't it. Remember back in the day, man, like 15 I, I years think, ago. I'm not 100 percent sure I read that one all the way. Maybe I did. I mean, it's, it's not, not really it a doesn't spoiler. Feel, yeah, it doesn't feel familiar to be honest. But um, a lot of happenings behind. Uh, with the Dooku's, and they talk about Grievous's role quite a bit, and yeah. uh, the Jedi were on the trail of of uh, Sidious quite closely on the trail. You know, we we see Episode Three, and they still seem kind of lost in the darkness. Right. And uh, in that book, I mean, they're close. Mace and Yoda are like, yeah, they were here t- twenty minutes ago. Where the fuck did they go? And you're like, wait a Ooh. second, Jesus. Yeah, That's a Dooku- lot more interesting than uh, the dark side of the Force has clouded our vision. Yeah, they they're 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 much closely uh, or much closer to Sidious's trail. Yeah, I mean there was like a meeting between Dooku and Sidious on Coruscant to discuss everything that's happening. Yeah, and li- literally the next scene is Mace and Yoda standing in that same spot and they're analyzing like shit. You're like, dude. Oh wow, close. That might be close, worth a, no a reread or a re-listen. Speaking of uh, Audible, you know what I didn't realize until just like a month ago, you can. Uh, cash in your audible books uh within one year so like if you've bought an audible or uh claimed an audible book with a credit uh, as long as it's within 12 months you can sell it back and take it out of your library to get a credit back what yeah so once you listen to labyrinth of evil cash it back in and then you can buy another star wars book do you need the the so there's two levels of membership on on audible now i wonder Mm. if that's the top top one that does that i don't know whichever one i have i guess so that's a it's a good it's like yeah it's like an uh, a digital library man a full digital library send it back and give me another one well because i'll forget i'll forget i even have audible and then i'll go in like if uh we're about to travel or something i'll go in to check and i'll be like oh i got seven credits let me buy 14 things well that doesn't make any sense uh and then uh-huh. i won't i'll read one of them and then the next time i check in i'm like i didn't read any of these books and i'm probably not going to so i'm just gonna cash them on in get something new yeah yeah yeah, I, uh, you know, I, I've been on and off with the audibles. You know, sometimes I just yeah. cannot do the audio books. I, I, I zone out way too much during a drive. You know, there's so much shit to pay attention to. Yeah. Um, but this, yeah, Labyrinth of Evil just felt right. I've tried so many times Good. to get it, get into it, and it felt difficult at first. And then today I was like, like oh, wait, that's only five hours. Let's fucking power through this. I might be able to get through it. So Yeah, I know John Simone was in the uh, Facebook group. Talking mad love about those old uh, prequels books, kind of highlighting Anakin and the Chosen One and his fall to the dark side. You know uh, they do. So the 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 one really good thing um, that I do like about Labyrinth of Evil is they do kind of get in in behind the scenes of the Sith happenings, and they even mention the one mm. and only Darth Bane Ooh. in Labyrinth of Evil. Wow, I don't remember that. Yeah. God damn, I got some shit to catch up on. Yeah, and it's kind of just like Dooku's in his own mind thinking about how the Sith have gotten where they are, and it's like from the beginnings a thousand years ago with the Rule Two, Darth Bane, and and we we it's cult- cultivated to where we're at now, and it's time, and you know oh, they man. feel good, um, and they were kind of discussing from Dooku's point of view, I think, 
uh, how it's actually good that the Jedi are at their peak of power because they're so blinded now and mm-hmm. arrogant that if they were still struggling or, you know, not quite at their peak, you know, I think they their their, their judgment wouldn't be quite as clouded. Um, but Dooku makes a point that he knows everything's going to work because they put so much um, of their... Energy, focus, energy, time. So, so much of their midichlorians uh, into uh, uh, the idea of the chosen one. Okay, they're vested. They're vested so much hardly into the chosen one, and that the chosen one is and will be this Anakin. That it's going to be their collapse regardless. So, um, oh, yes, you, you can't see what I'm doing on my phone because of the Whoa. green screen. But I am labyrinth of evil, getting labyrinth of evil on Audible right now. Yeah, uh, highly recommend it. Yeah, it's a it's a good good quick read. Um, God, Anakin's face in this is just foretelling of everything that's ever you happened. You know, that's the other thing. Yeah, I mean that's peak Star Wars. Let me just say that right now, it's Anakin and Obi Wan and the clones and and the 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 darkness and the the clouded shroud of of the of the dark side and Sidious and and it's, it's that prequel. It's the prequel setting up to yeah, man. the original trilogy. Uh, it's it's a crazy time. It really is, and it's exciting to go back and be refreshed on that stuff, even though it's legends. <sighs> and like we said, fourteen times last episode. It's as far as uh, the content that was coming out in Star Wars at that time. That's like peak Star Wars for us. Because I forgot about the Darth Bane mention, but as you uh, as you reel that off, I'm I'm remembering. I think that's when my obsession with Dooku began. Was reading Labyrinth of Evil, and you can. You're actually getting some uh, some thoughts and stuff in Dooku's head. I think that's where my obsession began. So it makes perfect sense. Let me let me ask you something though. Oh, I'm ready. Something for it, I didn't re- quite realize how transparent Sidious was with Dooku. So okay. in that, actually, I think during that meeting that I discussed that uh, uh, Obi Wan, or I'm sorry, Yoda and Mace find out about during that meeting between the two Sith lords. Uh, Sidious legitimately says to Dooku that we are grooming Anakin Ooh. and, and we're, we're, he's going to become an apprentice. And Dooku doesn't even, like, he hesitates for a second. He's like, okay, okay, I get it, basically. But you're like, I didn't realize Dooku yeah. was informed about all this. You know, obviously, we're talking two months later. It's his d- demise against I was going to say, that makes his decapitation mean so much more. Yeah, yeah. Well, wow. I, I guess uh, I might be spoiling my own story because I don't rem- remember <laughs> quite the end. Uh, An- of Anakin the- becomes Darth Vader. That's the An- spoiler. Oh, fuck. Sorry, man. But, you know, just um, let, I just had to let you know. But in that meeting, Duke uh, Sidious tells Dooku, go kill Obi-Wan. Ooh. Go kill Obi-Wan, and if Obi-Wan dies, it'll be... Anakin's demise because he's a father figure. Yep. And, you know, obviously Dooku has his own struggles because it's his apprentice's apprentice. You know, there's mm-hmm. there's some ties there. It's like so. his grandson, basically. Yeah, oh. yeah. So, no, it, it, they get into some deep stuff. It's fun. Uh, but that's kind of where I left off. Nice. They build up. They, you know, they do the Kanan Amoidia for the ninth time, 10th tenth, tenth time, 40th time. That business um, doesn't count. It doesn't count. So if you do want to know what that Cato Nemordia quote is from episode three, yeah, it's the in that book, book starts on Cato Nemordia. Um, yeah, some fun stuff. Fun stuff. Highly yeah. recommend it. I'm done. I'm done chatting about this. Good so. shit. No, I, I actually just used my cre- my last credit. <laughs> on uh, Audible. I'm gonna listen to it. Yeah. I don't think I can read anything else right now. I'm so balls deep in Game of Thrones, 
and those books are so fucking long. I don't think I can pull myself away to read anything else, but I'll just treat it Audible a, like it's a podcast, and I, I'll listen to it that way. I think that it would It takes be, a lot of mental strain, be mental focus to even absorb everything of Game of Thrones. Even if watching it, you're like, <sighs> a wait lot. a second, whoa, whoa, who's aunt and cousin? Fucked a brother? Dude, watching Ooh. it after, watching certain episodes after you read those scenes in the book is very rewarding. They, they were, they're really good, man. They did a fantastic job with that show for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's a lot to absorb. Every like very minor house has an entire like backstory and lineage and like coat of arms and everything. So there's a lot. But uh, I just got past the point where uh, Joffrey dies at the wedding with Marjorie, which in the book is at the very end of book three. Mm. In the show, it's like halfway through season four. So that's about where I am. I'm almost done with Storm of Swords. And okay. then moving on to the next, but uh, welcome but yeah. um, Mogan Lars and uh, Roll and Zale and everybody yes. that's uh, live with us. That's awesome. Glad to have you guys here. Uh, Logan asked, did, "Did I finish a book or just begin both? If you want to get into it, oh. uh, well, I haven't finished it yet, <laughs> but I'm I'm literally like a, I would say a half hour away from the end of Lab- Labyrinth of Evil, half hour to an hour maybe. Um, so I'll probably finish that up to today. Audiobook, by the way, Logan. Um, but also, you get... did just finish the first Republic Commando a, a week or two ago. I mean that was probably two months ago now. Oh, um, well, we talked about it. Like, yeah, we we discussed it. Yeah, so I'm on to the second one. I have that whole series. I do plan. I mean, that's that's I carry it with me. So if I do feel the need to read, uh, that's that's what I grab. So um, I think this is the third one. Yep, yep, yep. Triple so zero triple zero is, takes place on Coruscant most of the time. I think mm, if, I, if I'm remembering correctly. It, jumps around i mean i'm only on page like 60 70 or something like that and there's it's it's jumping around only on page six so yeah nice. uh side note before we really really get into um row or squadrons rogue squadron squadrons super squadron um i don't know what i was gonna say <laughs> The preface just distracted your entire thing. I literally, well, you started sniffing the book and my mind went really weird. I was like, That's, why is it's it the sniff- best smell in the world, <laughs> I honestly. I know. I know. It's the best smell in the world. Um. Oh, so I, I, I just Googled uh, Star Wars and of course Squadrons came up and I was watching some YouTube videos and that sort of thing. But it jumped into YouTubers react to uh, Fallen Order. <laughs> Ooh. And it was the end scene of Fallen Order. And spoiler, Darth Vader comes out. Yeah. But um, wow, does it hit a lot harder watching other people react to it for the first time? Like, yeah. I was surprised, but I kind of expected it because I think I saw the commercial before I finished the game. Yeah. Because Darth Vader's in a goddamn. Court. Why would they do that? Also, I it's still... almost like it's Star Wars. Like Darth Vader's probably going to show up. Yeah, but the very first a... cutscene of Squadrons was, oh, that's Darth Vader. In case you didn't know, this was a Star Wars game. There, there yeah. it is. Yeah, just in case. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, they, they they hardcore focus on the Inquisitors. I mean, you kill one of them, the the other one's a, a fallen inqu- Jedi yeah. uh, of Seer. Um, and that's like that you're building towards that battle. And then, of course, she starts like coming around and you're like, what? How's she going to come? And then you just hear a breath and you're like, everything's <laughs> fucked. Everything's fucked. Uh, it's it's such a like the c- cinematics behind it. They did a Love great it. job mm-hmm. on that fi- on that, and it really watching those those reaction videos makes me want to play it again. At least you know the, the last half of the game. I might because I'm just gonna say I, we'll get into squadrons later. But my uh, 
my gaming skills are very rusty right now. So I don't yeah. know if I could struggle through that game on the hardest difficulty, but it might be fun to play through it on super easy just for the story. Yeah. Just, well, on, just, just get some of those, those new, uh, they released some new content around um, May 4th. So maybe just get some new outfits and then, you know, yeah, just breeze through it just to get the story again. Because I get the, the gist of it, but there's a lot of shit on Dathomir that I'm like, I can't remember who that guy was. It should have been Darth Maul, but it wasn't. I don't know who that is. God, yeah, good point. Talon, yeah, been Talon Mirkos or something. I don't remember. Yeah, Marcus Aurelius. I don't know. <laughs> so, it's not good enough. Sorry. On the I, I haven't seen Gladiator in forever, man. Oh, I, again, I watched that Talk quarterly. Talk about a classic. I keep up. <laughs> I keep up with it. <laughs> that I was the word, of the, the word of the episode last week. Mm-hmm. Quarterly. Yep. Got to get in that gladiator uh, and a new Skyrim character quarterly at a minimum. Yeah, gladiator, Skyrim, and Caddyshack. That's on the docket. <laughs> Not just Skyrim, a new Skyrim character quarterly. Absolutely. You know, I went ballsy and completely deleted all saves of Skyrim. I started looking at it. I'm like, there's there's 300 of these fucking things, and I don't know which one's which. So I was like, you know Damn. what? Control, alt, delete. I'll start brand new. Because it's yeah. like, you know, fuck it. Yeah. I'm never going to go back and... Uh, I had one... I, the, all of them are named after Sith Lords. I had like an Argonian named Plagueis like running around. Whatever. <laughs> Argonian named Plagueis. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a risky, man. I remember for me, that would only happen when I decided to switch consoles. Like we would go yeah. to, from PlayStation to Xbox and I would lose everything. We have to start from scratch. Remember all the good Mass Effect 3 multiplayer shit that I did have was on PS3. So I never, mm. I never, I never quite got to that level uh, when we switched back over to Xbox. But still a good game. Yeah, yeah, good day, Galaxy. So, uh, welcome everybody. I wonder, yeah, I wonder how how uh, Jedi Fallen Order would, would hold up. I, and I know we've we've ranted and raved that there's probably li- close to no replayability on the game. Yeah, but you know. It's not a bad story. It's a fun, and the and, and the characters are fine. Cal Kestis is a fine. He's fine. It's fine. Yeah, the the, the epic part of it is how it does fold into Vader's story. Just a touch. It it folds. It's it's direct in line with Order sixty six. You go. You play back, and you're like, "Fuck, Cal Kestis's um mentor, his master, was killed during." Yeah, I was like, "Oh my god, this is blowing my mind right now." So, it and then a few months later, Clone Wars finishes up with Order sixty six. We're just getting prequels I, up to Wazoo this year. Yeah, it, it you, you know, Fallen Order does something else really great, and it legitimizes how tough the Empire is, like the troops, the droids. Well, of course, we played it on a hard level. I think, yeah, I was gonna say, I think part of that is just uh, the style of game. But I know what you mean because you watch Rebels and like Ezra defeats a bunch of stormtroopers by like tapping him on the shoulder. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it, it is fun, it, you know. It, it's it's fun to see like the enemy actually be an enemy because we I don't see that a lot. Yeah, they're threatening uh, outside of outside of Order sixty six and the actual Sith lords. The enemies yeah. are a joke. The battle droids are a joke. The the stormtroopers are a joke. Yeah, but in Fallen Order, you walk into a room and there's like three stormtroopers. You're like, oh, god damn it. All right, here we go. Let's yeah. do this. Or, or it's like two purge troopers and you're like, fuck me. This is this is, yeah. is going to take an hour to get past two purge troopers. 
Mm-hmm. That's yeah. It was fun. It did it did a good job of uh, legitimizing the enemies, um, and it just and just adding to the lore of the empire, adding different troops, adding the perch troopers, seeing the imperial droids in in action. The uh, the K two SOs. It was it's cool. It, it was fun. perch troopers dope. Yeah. What do you think? Uh, I guess if we're thinking about the sequel, because they are going to make a sequel, you think mm. we're going to uh, continue with Cal Kestis like new storyline? Filling in the gaps uh, before episode four? Because I, I, you know I wonder. You know what? Yeah, go ahead. I, I'll try to, for, to forget mine. If we play Jedi Fallen Order 2 and you get to play as Ahsoka, <gasps> just think about it. Yeah. Just think about it. Wow. Though. Wouldn't that be perfect? <laughs> that would be perfect. And that, or like, as like a bonus level, you know? No, or, just or play, have play her straight fight. as her. No, not the whole time. Yeah, Dwight, you, dude, you could you could base it on like the Ahsoka book. Like she she does kind of some cool stuff and she gets different lightsabers and she does she struggles a lot because she kind of she plays it so low key and uh, and under um, cover that she doesn't even use force powers half the time. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's fun, man. I mean, yeah, anything with Ahsoka would be great. I, I was thinking more like that would be a bonus. So she would like fight with you in the last mission or something, or you would meet her and she'd be like, you know. In your party or something. Yeah. No, I get it. That's that's one thing that they did completely miss out in the first one. Yeah. You get that that you get the the smoke show witch and she's with you for like twenty minutes and you're like, dude. She stands on the ship. She's sta- yeah. She doesn't she helps you in that boss fight, but then she doesn't fight that's with you. That's it. That's yeah. it. Yeah. She just hangs it's, out. I was like, dude, I finally got someone that's good. They're gonna fall in love in the second one. What was the pilot's name? Catch up. <laughs> All I remember from him is he says, take some seat. I'm like, what the fuck is that? Take some what seat. sentence ha- is that? Have some seat, yeah. Have some seat. Hmm. This is a good seat you have here. This is great. What uh, is the- his name? Ketchup? <laughs> no, I honestly Grease. don't know. Grease? Grease? Grease, maybe. Yeah, something like Someone that. Someone answer. Shinobi, where are you when I need you? Yeah, seriously, please. why are you around if you're not here now? So the reason I brought up a plot for Fallen Order 2 is because I was going to ask you. Mm-hmm. We have Ahsoka who is somewhere in the background, who pops back up in Rebels for the Alliance. We have Cal Kestis and Seer. And then knowing uh, the Mando going into Season 2, he obviously is going to try to get Baby Yoda to the Jedi. So these are all Jedi or former Jedi that are in hiding behind the scenes under what we know about Luke Skywalker in the original trilogy. So like they could really spend a lot of time developing all of these plot lines intertwining them and there's like some secret underground Jedi order that nobody knows about except for like Ahsoka and Cal Kestis. Maybe Ahsoka and Cal Kestis are the beginners of this underground order and that's part of what they're trying to do is get yeah. everybody back on the same page maybe they fall in love. Some, some certain level and maybe you know they do get in touch with you know select other brand new brand new Jedi that we've never heard of who cares but uh, you know Not gets Luke, everybody though. Not Luke. Well, why don't, why don't they want to fuck with Luke? Just fuck him. <laughs> why don't they? I guess the question is, it depends on how they write this, but if they're going to have a whole story with all these Jedi that are in hiding, like, why don't they reach out to Yoda? I guess they don't know about Yoda. Why don't they reach out to Luke Skywalker? I guess they just think he's a moisture farmer on Tatooine. So. You know what would be the biggest and best story of all time? Tell me. Is Ahsoka coming across Luke Skywalker? Being so close to his dad. 
Yeah. Just that interaction and the relationship between Ahsoka and, and, and Luke. And I, I even feel like Ahsoka would be very, very hesitant. Like, is this guy going to do the same fucking thing? He's pretty brash, irrational. Keep him away from the too. younglings. Keep him away he from the like younglings. sand. No, no pop. Give him the power converters that he needs and keep him away from the younglings. <laughs> Everything <laughs> will be sister. fine. Keep him away from his sister. Jesus. Yes, Christ. God. Cripes. Cripes. <laughs> yeah, I think that would be great. Great, grand, and wonderful. Yes, no yelling on the bus. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I. they could go ver- so many ways with it, and it's going to bleed over into su- many different uh, content types. Star Wars because we're going to have Mando season two. We're going to have Fallen Order two. Um, Ahsoka is going to find her way in there. They could obviously write a comic series with Ahsoka. She is the bridge to everything. If we're going to do an Obi Wan series, come on, throw that bitch in there, dude. Name it. Is there a game that we can play as Ahsoka? No. You can't play her in Battlefield. You can't play her in any of them. Not Battlefield. Not Call of Duty. Uh, not Call of Duty, not not Tetris, um, but bat, yeah, you can't play her in Battlefront and any of the Battlefronts. She's not even a special character in the old ones. Like you threw Kit Fisto in there? No. Yes. You put you you threw Asajj Ventress in the original second one. Wasn't that a mod? I didn't know that was official DLC. It was a I DLC. Think that w- I think that was a mod. No, nope, it was, was a, a mod DLC. Mover. Look it up. You I've never with these been wings. Wrong. You got these fucking thought wings going on over here. I don't. <laughs> I only say right that now. because we didn't know about DLC back then for Xbox, so we didn't. I never. I never played as um, Asajj Ventress or Kit. Asajj or Kit, yeah, because Kit had like a, a bubble that he could shoot. It was really weird. Asajj was basically Dark Side. Um, um, yes, Ayla Shakira. Ayla, yeah. That's, she had the exact same attacks, so I don't think she was much different. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm I'm with you. Playing as Ahsoka, uh, reading about Ahsoka, watching Ahsoka, listening to Ahsoka. More Ahsoka content is great. Mm-hmm. I just we're gonna see what's gonna happen. Mandalorian season two, couple weeks now. Live action Ahsoka. It's gonna blow our minds, or we're gonna be pissed. One or the other. Yeah. Or and, both uh, at the same time, since we're Star Wars fans. I know Zale, um, I saw it before Zale shared it because I'm a savage, um, but on that toy box, of, I think it was a lightsaber, it, it showed a kind of a, a rendering of oh, yeah, I think Rosario it was the, Dawson as uh, Ahsoka, and it's like, man, we're getting close, getting excited, because... <clears throat> uh, I was just going to say, Ahsoka on lightsaber box... I'm just going to look for Ahsoka, it. Ahsoka, lightsaber, box, toy. Here it is. Batteries See, it works. Included. Google knows what I'm looking for. It's like, oh, Star Wars stuff? Yeah, here you go. Find everything. Uh, let me share this with you real quick. Yeah, here she is. On one of the Star Wars Force FX uh, boxes. So, yeah, it's like, here's your first depiction of a Rosario Dawson as Ahsoka. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, it doesn't look like a... I don't know. To me, it almost looks like someone's trying to render Ahsoka as if it was live action instead of cartoon. It doesn't necessarily look exactly like Rosario Dawson to me, but I could be high right now. I don't know. I mean, I think Rosario Dawson does look like that. She has the facial facial features. But again, I, I think I agree with you. It's just, you know, a, a standard rendering. And if you're uh, just listening, you might want to check out the live feed. 
I'm excited. I'm excited to see her all done up. I mean, you throw the face tattoos on her and anybody's going to look like her. You're, I mean, that's going to be her characteristics, her features, well, are, are the face tattoos. When they're crossing uh, genres like that, they have a little bit of wiggle, wiggle room. I mean, if they get the main features right, obviously you're going to know that it's Ahsoka. So it doesn't have to be verbatim. They, ha- they have some room to play. Mm-hmm. So there's going to be a lot of makeup, I imagine, and the tattoos and all that. So yeah, I mean that that looks like a younger version. I think they her headdress. It's just photoshopping shit. Yeah, this is terrible. You are terrible. Hmm. Uh, anyways, yes. So Zale did share that in the in the chat. Thank you, Zale. Zale. Zala. Anything else going on outside of uh, squadrons before we get into that? Oh, man. I uh, went camping last week. Weekend. It was fun. It's cold. Cold, but yeah. fun. Yeah. That's my element, man. I just got to say. Camping. Set everything up. Set the tent up. Got the grill going. Started a fire. Poured a beer into my Yeti and sat down. And I was like, this is like, this is my element. <laughs> Felt good. I hadn't been in a while. And the last time we went camping, it was so hot. It was miserable. Yeah, that's happened I, legitimately like the past five times I've gone camping. It's like we're, I'm sweating tits over here. It's, <laughs> you know, you go down to Kentucky in September and you're, you're, you're hoping and it's like, no. You're hoping. Fingers crossed that yeah, I'm not it was in Kentucky. Just, it was so humid. I'd much rather have it cold. But yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I love it too. I love the just starting a fire and sitting down. The smell of a fire yep. is not only soothing right then and there, but it's also like nostalgic. It reminds me of my basement. My yep. basement always smelled like a goddamn cabin. And reminds um, me of camping trips when I was younger. Camping trips when you're younger, or just having bonfires out back. You know, DNR's yep. house, or you know, we do a little fire. So no, I uh, I feel it. They're always putting on like a jacket too, like a flannel something having something to drink yep. and then staring at the flames or, or the sky just sitting there listening to pink floyd staring at the fire that's yeah it's <laughs> good shit just pink floyd on repeat. simple 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 uh I no actually, it was I, good man it's good I, I did the same thing actually i bought a little I, I finally bought like a little uh bluetooth uh radio yeah first of all radio kinda, or speaker yeah, exactly. It's kind of fucking hard. It's hard radio. To find. Who needs it's hard radio? Okay, tell me about it. To find a Bluetooth speaker with a radio tuner. I think because no one that wants a Bluetooth speaker wants to listen to the radio. Who needs a radio? Well, it's, I did. I want. I, first of all, I wanted it for my garage. I had an okay. old, old, old school, like huge ass setup. Uh, for not a lot. It was like an early 90s setup. It, it was sounded terrible. It took up a lot of fucking room, and it wasn't Bluetooth. I couldn't hook anything up to it, and, yeah. and the radio signal was half-assed, so I just, it was all crackles. So I was like, you know, I bought this at a, uh, for $20 somewhere. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to upgrade. I'm going to get something with Bluetooth and a, and a tuner. And yeah, it took me probably two months to find one. Um, long story short, I got it for that. But we also went camping, so I brought that with me because it's obviously, nice. you know, got to charge. Yeah. But I put on uh, all the Pink Floyd albums on repeat. Boom. I did Dark Side first, went into Wish we, You Should Here, Wish We Were, Wish I Could Talk. And then I went into <laughs> Wish Someone Was Over There. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was good, though. 
Yeah, yeah. That, that's funny that you said Humans, you put on Pink Floyd. That's, that's all you got. Of, light side of Mars. I put, I played a lot of Zeppelin, a lot of Floyd. That's <laughs> that was got. it. Yes, yes, yes. I st- we started with Grateful Dead, uh, Grateful Dead slash Dead and Company, kind of a combo there. And yeah, Floyd Zeppelin. So, well, the problem with the radio though is that you still have to deal with ads every like 12, 15 minutes. I love it. It's nostalgic for me again because my dad would always. You go out to the garage and the, yeah, the radio WNCX, was WNCX. I know WNCX always. And actually, there's yeah. a uh, a radio station. Well, give me like two ad spots though, and then I'm and then yeah, I'm like, oh, that I was nostalgic. You. Okay, never mind. I'm done. You. I hear you. Uh, I just I kind of do it more of as an, an ambient. Yeah. Like I'll be out working on the car or you know doing something, just fiddling sure. around in, yeah. in, in the garage. Yeah. So I'm not even really listening until a good song comes on, and I'm like, oh fuck yeah, turn it up. But, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, all the used car ads and shit. I don't. It's like whatever. Blah, yeah. Blah, like, blah. are you serious right now? Buy Dodges or or not, <laughs> or Toyota, or purchase. Toyota um, Mopar is the only option. <laughs> Mopar. Sorry, I'm a I'm a team. I like I love Mopar. I love you and the Thank car you. style. You're welcome. <laughs> But you know, as a new Forerunner owner, I gotta I gotta support the Toyota. I guess to support the Yotas. Uh, radio's dead, Farm Boy says. And he should know. He's out in the rurals. Doesn't even He's have an antenna anymore. Yeah. He only gets the <laughs> what? The transmission from the oxen? The- yeah, he's on AM AM radio with the Hispanic gospel music. That's all he gets. <sighs> Uh, Farm Boy, by the way, join the WhatsApp group or else. Or else. That's all I have to say. <laughs> That's all I have to say. You know, we uh, we did uh, that that drinking game that I always Excuse did, you. where we yeah. where we go A through Z. Yeah, we have to pick a a, a song. Uh, we did that with uh, my wife and my sister, and but we did '90s only. Yeah, I wanted to go hardcore 90s on, on Saturday, and I was like, you know what? We're doing this. I'll start at A, but it has to be a, a song from the 90s. And it okay. was it was like, holy well, fuck. So what what kind of 90s were you? You, you doing boy band stuff? You doing Anything. like alt it rock? Just, you doing rap? There was a lot of alt rock, a yeah. lot of metal, because there's, you know, Metallica yeah, of, was big, and yeah. and Pantera, and that sort of thing. Limp Bizkit, um, Linkin Park. But yeah, there's so much. Yeah, Corn. I mean, you get into like, Pearl Jam and 311 Radiohead and and I actually played a Weird Al song from the 90s I was like this is Rage just Against hitting, the Machine hitting yeah. it's hitting the notes it's hitting it's, it. it's scratching the itch man I know I know scrapping what you mean that, scrapping that scrapping that you, you guys have a tent and camping gear and everything no oh you said you want camping what are you talking about you I said didn't you say want, we went camping oh I thought you did say when you went to Kentucky you, were, you went camping oh yeah we, we rented a cabin Ah, uh, cabin style, I see. I always go with cabin. Must be them rich folk. <laughs> yeah, we spend money on it. I'm not sleeping on the ground. I'm not homeless. Air mattress is good. No, they're not. It is. <laughs> we have an air mattress. They're not. No, they're fine. They're better than the ground. <laughs> better not than quite the ground. as good as a real bed. Better than the ground. So, well, you know. Some, yeah, There's something about being in the tent. The smell of the vinyl on the tent is like, <laughs> that has its own... Uh, nostalgia factor along with the campfire. Okay, camping squadron cast pod is over. End. We're done. There is a sequel to it, though. The sequel is about a new video game from the Star <laughs> Wars universe. 
That reminds me of nostalgic stuff. Talk about <laughs> reminds that. me of nostalgic stuff. Yeah, X-Wing TIE Fighter is back with more buttons to push and makes it harder to play. I'll tell you what. Let's just get into it. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> That's what uh, everyone's saying. Every YouTuber I've watched do a review of Squadrons is like, did you guys used to play X-Wing versus TIE Fighter? Me too. This game is the same thing, but harder to play. Everyone. <clears throat> uh, so yeah, spoiler alert. Go ahead if you, if you haven't played. Well, I mean, when there's not much to spoil, you fly a ship, you blow shit up, and that's about it. I, yeah, I haven't even really gotten that far into the story yet. The story sucks ass. <laughs> but I'm not going to sit here and tell you to buy it for the story because it is not worth playing. It's a joke. I'm not even going to lie to you guys. It's a Wait, fucking did, joke. Did you finish the whole campaign? No, I couldn't. I got half, <laughs> I, I I, I got maybe halfway through. Dude, you can't even, like, be a character. It's so hardcore, those old X-Wing games, that you have conversations, and then you just have to click your mouse on where you want to go. See, I, I thought that was, like, nice and nostalgic. Like, we were watching, was. We were watching those uh, um, cutscenes of, like, Kyle Katarn and shit, like, in between the Dark Forces games or whatever. Like, it reminded yep. me of that, for sure. First of all, no. Dark Forces <laughs> cutscenes were a lot better than this. Okay. This felt this felt clunky. Look, guys, it's a good game, but the 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 campaign is trash. I didn't get anything out of it. I quit it. I'm, I was done with it. I spent probably two hours on. I mean, to to get the the feel of how to fly the ships. Yeah. It, it's not like it's not straightforward and upfront. It's it's you have to fucking fly this thing. Oh, it man. does truly feels at at points that it's like Forza in the sky. Like you're oh yeah. It it you you're there's so much to focus on. Yeah, like you take all the assists off of Forza and play. That's how uh, how it is. Manual it shifting, may no traction control. Like that's how it feels. It is yeah, and there's so much to focus on, um, which makes it fun. There's a lot you're gonna struggle. I play, makes it I fun, but it also makes it frustrating as shit. Yeah, I mean, I've gotten to the point where I feel comfortable. Yeah, uh, I'm playing on the veteran level, so it's one step like below the hardest level. And you know, I get fucked up. It's it's fine. You know, you're gonna be out there. You're gonna die. Mm -hmm. um, but I do feel comfortable with the mechanics of it. And yeah. so you can switch. So you have like a select amount of power in your ship. And you can have a balanced power between shields, your engines, and your lasers. Yeah. But you can toggle between those three. Yep. So if you want to focus in on your lasers, you it'll it'll allow you to shoot longer and it won't have a cooldown. Yep. But you're going to be more vulnerable and slower. Mm -hmm. You can do the same thing with the engines and the shields. If you want to boost your shields, well, you ain't going to shoot and go anywhere, but your shields will be up. Right. Unless you're so a you fighter. can toggle between that, which is nice. Yes. But even in that... You're looking at your shields. Let's focus in on the shields. Now you can put your shields to the front or to or a balance, or you can put your shields to the back. Yeah. So there's so much. Like if you're if you're attacking uh uh doing an attack know, run. Shields well, to the front. To a capital on ship. the approach, yeah. Yeah. You want to throw your shields up front because you're just gonna be barraged. Hopefully there's no one behind you because you're gonna get fucked. <laughs> You're going to get fucked anyways because it's Star Wars Squadrons and it's hard to it fuck. It is. It is. You're just dead. <laughs> You're just dead anyways. You're going to die. It's okay. It's a fun game, guys. I'm not... I don't... I feel bad because you have to play it to, to really understand. Yeah. There's nothing I can say. It's just... You're thrown in this thing. It does feel a little clunky, but it's because you have to do everything. 
You have to move it. You have <coughs> well, I to steer it. You have I to shoot it. I wouldn't say it, it feels clunky. It's it, a little slow. It feels smooth. I just feel like it's hard to wrap your head around everything. Because I feel like the thing that always frustrated me about uh, Starfighter Assault and Battlefront is that I felt like I felt like the ship wouldn't do what I wanted it to do. And in Squadrons, I at least know how to fly. Like, flying feels natural. The controls feel very smooth. And I feel like I at least have a handle on maneuvering the ship around, which is very nice. Because, like, feeling like you can't move or evade or dodge or turn was, was very frustrating. So that part's good. So I don't think, I wouldn't say it's clunky. I think it's just like there are so many options that it just it just takes a while to wrap your head around. It has to become second nature. Well, it's like the throttle adds so much. Yeah. So you, like in Battlefront, in, in Starfighter Assault, you're automatically, you, you spawn in and you're flying. You're going. Right. All right. you got to do is manage your direction of where you're going and or you have a boost sometimes. You can speed up. But the throttle level of of full throttle, middle throttle, or come to a complete goddamn stop yeah. is all up to you. So it adds just such such a basic aspect, but it's a constant thing on your mind. Like, how fast am I going? Should I slow down? Because yeah. that middle throttle, you have the highest maneuverability. Right. So if you're full throttle, you ain't going to be turning for shit. So if right. someone's right behind you, not only do you have to think, I'm going to throw my shields to the back. You also have to slow down. But also you have to slow down a little bit so you can turn better. Right. And then you have to start evading. Well, and if you're locked on, someone shot a missile at you. So now you're throwing shields around. You got to do your countermeasures. Yeah, you're throwing down and you got to consider countermeasures. And if you're turning left, are you turning towards a goddamn capital ship? Because then you're fucked anyways. Right. And it's like, there's so much. There's so much. Yeah, those turbo lasers on the frigates, they don't fuck around, man. No, they're you try to make you try to make an approach on a on a capital ship, man. You're just gonna get shredded. Yeah, if you're not prepared, <clears> and if if you don't have the support ship around you, I know I noticed that uh, in the multiplayer, they the support ships. When I play against the AI, it doesn't give you any support. But uh, in the campaign, it was kind of building you around the, the team aspect, which was the one good thing that I could I could hold Y and I would get shields and ammo from the support ship if I was within a certain range nice um but yeah when you're on five versus five you're fought you just good luck baby it's dude it it does feel every time i jump into a multiplayer match it does feel like overwatch where it's like oh everybody's just playing dps it's like great I, i've played like probably like six or seven multiplayer matches and every time it's just five interceptors just like yeah great what are you supposed to do there's no support there's no damage like you there's supposed to be a balance and i think they built uh the multiplayer to really be balance focused and like you need a support ship and then maybe a balance of like two interceptors and a fighter uh and a bomber or something just to balance everything out well it's also depending on what you're doing right then if you're only attacking if it's you got to clear out the ships first then there's going to be a lot of interceptors but once you get rid of those ships and you're you're focusing on the like the raiders now mm-hmm. you need a little more like bombers and, and or support power. Yeah. yeah, you need to. Yeah. So, what's your favorite ship? I haven't played as all of them yet, but what's your favorite ship so far? Uh, I haven't done the uh, support ships yet. Me neither. But as, as far as the other six go, I like the TIE Bomber the best. Which is funny because in Starfighter Assault, I like the TIE Bomber the best as well. I think my favorite would probably be I've got three three favorites so far is the X Wing. <laughs> can't have up. three favorites. There's only six ships. Well, it's <laughs> half the field. Baby. I like half the ships all the same. You know, it's weird, though, because in Starfighter Assault, 
A-wing, A-wing, A-wing. I will fuck anything up, any A-wing. Catch me if you can. You're already dead because you can't. What? Um, but in this one, the X-wing feels so balanced, and yeah. I have decent amount of firepower. I have some some missiles that I can deal with, and right. I've got the uh, the R2 unit, so I can heal uh, my hull. Yeah. Um, I say my... If I had to pick one, probably the Y-wing. I, I feel like I... Oh, I don't a, think I've used the Y-wing yet. Okay. My, I think my favorite's the Y-Wing. I also have a like a rotary minigun upgrade oh, on Jesus. the front of it. So it takes like two seconds to spool up. And then... And, yeah, dude, it's fucking That's bananas. insane, man. Just, yeah, whatever's in front of me is no longer in front of me. <laughs> it's, it's, it's fucked. Also, it has... Uh, so it's one of its uh, special abilities is like a mini Death Star gun. It's two lasers that shoot into one laser. And it's almost like... um. The LSAT bubble gun, where it's just a constant. Beam oh yeah, yeah, like a yeah, laser beam. Mm-hmm. But this one, it, it's like a, it's a half of that, and then half the Death Star, where it's like two lasers that go into one, <laughs> but then it's a constant beam. Damn. It's a crazy. So the upgrades, yeah, they get really fun, man. It, you That's know what savage. this does? One, it pisses me off. <laughs> two, it makes me feel. It's gonna like, cost me a, another controller or two by the time I chuck it against the wall. <laughs> It makes me appreciate the pilots in Star Wars a lot more, and that does—it's like on su- such a like a basic level, but it's like they just made this game to be difficult, which is yeah. good. But in making it difficult, I'm thinking Poe did what in Episode Eight? Right. How the flying fuck did he do that? Well, they tried to make it as realistic as possible, as as far as you can make something realistic. That's you know space fantasy, but like think about how difficult it is to like race in like to race a car in Formula mm-hmm. One. Yeah. That's complicated as fuck. Okay, now add into the equation that you have to shoot people and you're getting shot at and you have and shields. And there's no gravity. There's no gravity. <laughs> so no gravity. you're not even nothing's even holding you in place. You're just floating through yeah. nonsense. Yeah. So, it is God. really interesting that you can come to a full stop. Yeah, that was a surprising uh I it's not really a feature, I guess. That's every ship can do that. It was just not what I expected. Mm-hmm. I figured you're just you're just moving all the time no matter what. Yeah. Yeah, that's, I'm telling you guys, that's the weirdest thing. The throttle adds so much yeah. to the game because you're constantly fucking with it. They really thought it out, man. I, I'm, I will say, overall, regardless of how bad I am at the game, the fact that they focused in on something, especially it being EA and especially being a Star Wars game with their track record over the past five years, uh, I think that says a lot. And I think they, they, they really did something... That not every single Star Wars fan is going to enjoy playing, mm-hmm. but at least every Star Wars fan I think can at least appreciate what they have created. You know, I which think, is good. I think this game does something. It breaks be through or beyond a Star Wars game. Mm-hmm. Like this is a fun flying game. If you just really want to be balls deep into like a starfighter attack flying game, yeah. this is your game. Yeah. There's a lot to focus on. There's a lot of upgrades. You can you can fly the Y-Wing for 12 matches in a row. You don't have to use the points on your Y-Wing. You can upgrade your X-Wing flying the Y-Wing. Right. You can spend the points however you want, which is a great, great piece. Because I was hoping a lot of other ones, they, they you upgrade each Starfighter as you play them. And it's right. like, no, 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 no. I suck with the A-Wing. I'm never going to get it upgraded. You know, so I, but uh, yeah. now I can. So, so you get points. Uh, 
Yeah, I haven't dove too deep into multiplayer as far as like upgrading stuff yet. I've only played a couple matches. So the it's like are unique. You get points for your pilot, not for each ship. Right. And you can, yeah, you can apply them to anything. And Good. everything's one point. So it's not like it's not like there's certain features that are like four points because it's so strong. They're all one point, but they all do one thing. Mm-hmm. So let me get into the upgrades. The upgrades are great and they suck. Well, yeah, it's it's what all I mean it's all this? balanced. It's like it's, you it's you increase your firepower, thing. but you decrease your maneuverability. Yes, Every, everything has a trade off. It's heavy debuffs. Like you, really? you upgrade you, you'll upgrade your hull ten percent, but you're going to be thirty percent slower. And you're like, fuck. I'm already in a bomber. It? Bring it on. Let's do it. And mom fucked either way. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I'm just crawling. <laughs> it. I'm telling you, if you start reading all the debuffs that you get, it's like not yeah. only are you 20% slower, but your hull's 20% worse. You just have better shields now. And you're like, is that worth it? Is this an upgrade? What the fuck am I doing? From a certain point of view. So to piggyback off of the aspect one of it being a great just flying game you don't have to be a star wars fan but two if they were charging 60 bucks for this game look guys, I think, it's a I fun think game i think that's why they dropped it down it's a fun game i think it's even it's not buggy it feels good it feels super smooth but if they were charging 60 bucks for this game i probably wouldn't be quite as excited Forty dollars feels feels like the right. It's a That's not the level. right way to say that because it's if a surface you would, level game. Yeah, but you wouldn't know what it was until I wouldn't. I'm gonna retract. I wouldn't say it's surface level. It is in one lane. It sticks to its lane for sure. Mm-hmm. But it's not surface level because it's like it's probably the most complicated Star Wars game we've had in a very long time. Like complicated in its own sphere. Like it tries to yeah. make flying as realistic as possible. Yeah, but I mean, you have it's only multiplayer. You're not replaying that goddamn campaign. You're not even but imagine, imagine what they can do now. Imagine if they had Battlefront just focused on um, like FPS, and if they had Star Wars Squadrons just focused on uh, space and aerial combat, and they can make both of those games detailed and complex in their own areas, and everybody, you know, hardcore Star Wars fans can play both. People that like fight simulators can just play squadrons. People that like shooters can just play Battlefront. The issue is there is no plans for any type of upgrades or um, downloadable downloadable content or updates to this game at all. Oh, really? So it is no, very wait. surface level. No plans, no plans. Zero plans. Just not announced yet. From my understanding, from EA, there are zero plans for any updates to this game. The game is what it is. Ouch. That's a huge issue. If it was $60 and they were doing zero to it, well, that's why they can't. Yeah. See, what I was, damn, that's really unfortunate. Because what I was really hoping for was them for, even if they charged 10 or 15 bucks, if they released like a prequels pack and it was four prequels ships. Uh, sorry, four Republic ships and four CIS ships. Nubians! And a bunch of new Nubians and pilots and skins and everything and like four new maps. I would pay 15 bucks for that for sure. Absolutely. It just, and then the yeah, same thing just with... Just like the Battlefield games. Yeah, yeah. You play, you you would, it's like, and then at the end you can do the whole, buy, you buy a whole new game. Yeah. 60 bucks, you get all the DLCs. Right. Make it, yeah. But from my understanding, and I hope I'm wrong, but I, I heard that today. That uh, EA has no plans. 
to uh, do any That's updates for this game. Highly unfortunate. I agree. Now Still forty dollars think- feels. I know the it. I know the CEO of EA Games is listening to us right now, and I tried to tell you to hire us like a couple months ago. All you have to do is hire us. Do you want to we'll, win? We'll give you all the good ideas. You could be the best game company in the world. It's but really Bane, easy. You just I make play as Kylo. You just make good Star Wars content. Everyone's gonna love you. It's very simple. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> so simple. I know making games like you know it only takes a couple weeks. It's like super super basic. It's really easy. Really, <sighs> I made so many games myself. Um, yeah. Well, that's a, that's a bummer. I mean, you crushed my spirits now. I'm going to go uninstall the game and it's a sell fun my game. Xbox. If you want to fly around and, and struggle, <laughs> that's the game to do it in. Um, um, we haven't had the opportunity to squat up yet, and that's the thing I'm most excited for, I think. I think that's going to... I feel like at what I've been doing so far is like playing Overwatch solo, which is never fun for me. So I think um, multiplayer and the fact that there's cross-platform... I think that's going to be the ticket to, you know, keeping it interesting. Mm-hmm. So we should try to arrange said sessions sometime soon. Try. I got to finish my Skyrim character first, but... That's true. Also, you probably don't have your Xbox with you tonight, do you? No. Oh. Squadron's on your phone? Is that on Android? KOTOR. KOTOR <laughs> is. How do you feel about the controls? Of Squadron's? Like, we've talked about how complicated it is. There's, like, many systems to check as many uh, parameters you can change. But, like, as far as the control scheme, does it feel comfortable flying around? Yeah. I mean, I feel like there there were ways to make it a little smoother. But, you know, it the game is what it is. Just figure it out. I do like the use <laughs> of the D-pad. I do like the use of the D-pad yes. with balancing through your different power systems. Uh, that's nice. I think it makes sense that your left trigger is your throttle. Left stick, you mean? <sighs> yeah, I'm sorry. Left left stick. I don't know. And it, it makes sense that the LBRBs are are your special abilities. Yeah. The, the uh, missile blocking precautions, whatever, on B, I can never... Like, if it's getting real close, real quick, I'm, I'm just mashing buttons, and I don't know what the <laughs> fuck... I'm like, just stop the fucking thing. Yeah. But, um... Well, because you're using the right stick to try to evade. You try to turn left and right. And then to like take your thumb off of that to use countermeasures is annoying. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. But you can remap the whole thing, though. Yeah. You can recustomize the whole thing. And I know a lot of people that use PC are using joysticks and kind of customizing the whole setup that way. I actually turned my sensitivity up like 20% because I felt like it was just slow. Maybe that's just the game, but I just like. I, when I'm trying to turn, I felt like I'm not turning at all. And I, I yeah. it's 100% the game. Yes. No one's turning. And but, I'm, that's the main thing I've been complaining about. And I think that's, I think it's supposed to be that way. Mm-hmm. But I feel like if I mash the joystick to the right, I feel like it takes a few, it takes like a nanosecond for the ship to actually start turning. And then it turns. And then when I let go, it takes a few seconds for it to like slow down and center back on like my target. Mm-hmm. So it feels like I'm just kind of bobbing back and forth a little uncontrollably. So it just takes some getting used to that way. So I try to raise the sensitivity, but I think that's, I think they're trying to make it that way on purpose. Yeah. Like I, mean, I feel if like you if think, you're trying to turn the entire ship, like there's going to be a little bit of lag, I guess. Yeah. I mean, just thinking about it mechanically, like if you turn a car, you're physically turning the tires on the ground. So it's like you're driving, you're driving left in a ship. Like if you're turning left, you're like, boosting the opposite way to kind of drift 
You know what I'm saying? Like, there's, yeah. there's, the lack of gravity might have a huge f- aspect in flying. Like, you're not... Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. So, yeah, I'm trying to chalk it up to, like, that's how ships maneuver, and I just have to get used to that. Because I yeah. want to, like, move right, and the ship instantly just, like, do exactly what I'm... Mm-hmm. How I'm maneuvering on my on my controller, but there's yeah, a little bit of lag, and I and I think you just have to get used to it. Every, every for it. ship, I don't care if you're in the A wing or whatever, everything feels clunky. Well, slow. Mm-hmm. Like even when you're going fast, which is funny, I'm boosting. I feel like I'm not going anywhere. That does show a little bit, uh, or gives you an idea of how big the fields are, the yeah. the space battles. Man, you spawn at your capital ship. If you're fighting against the other capital ship. Dude, it's gonna be like a, a, a three minute flight into battle. Yeah. You're like, and you're boosting. You're just going all all balls walls. <laughs> all of balls as walls. Um, but yeah, it's a fun game. Forty dollars. I'm happy with the forty dollars, man. I'm happy that they decided to focus up and make a very specific game for specific people and focused on that and didn't try to please everybody. So that that's the I guess that's the drawback. It's like yeah, in some ways we're limited. You know, it's just space combat, and if they don't add any DLC, that's a huge bummer. But on the other hand, they focused in on a very narrow window of content, and they were able to make it really, really polished. And that's a huge thing, especially for the track record of Star Wars games. So, I don't know. It's a love-hate, I guess, if you come down to it. Yeah, I'm not mad at it. It does legitimize Chewie's worth in the Falcon. Jesus. <sighs> Dude. You know, see, that would be fucking... Oh, my gosh. All right, you know in Battlefield where you had a commander? Mm-hmm. Battlefield yep. 4? Yep. Can you imagine if they introduced larger ships and you had the Millennium Falcon and you had to have another actual player as the co-pilot doing things to help coordinate how you fly the fucking Falcon? Because mm-hmm. imagine how, like, you see how complicated it is now to do the X-Wing. Imagine if you're in the Millennium Falcon, which is like six times the size. Mm-hmm. You got to have that co-pilot role, man. You need a co-pilot. You need someone to actually shoot the guns. You need you need a whole team to run this thing. Yeah, the Falcon needs like six people just to do anything. Someone's taking a nap. Someone's ironing the skirts. Well, and the Falcon itself has an intelligence, obviously, as we know. It's true. It's true. It's true. The most peculiar dialect. God. Still, one of the best things about Solo is giving, might, giving the Millennium Falcon a personality. I might watch that. <laughs> Oh man, I might too. I I was so thinking about good. what. There's no no basketball on tonight, no nothing, and I was like, what am I gonna do tonight? I'll probably just pop in some, pop on some Stairways. Star Wars on my phone and and go for it. Uh, I have a dilemma that I'm trying to you know come to terms with with my forthcoming child. So I want to do an experiment where you can introduce somebody to a specific uh, generation of Star Wars. And see how they react to it. You know, like imagine if someone's never seen Star Wars before and you start them with the sequel trilogy, would they fall in love with the franchise just as much as if you started them with the original or the prequels? But I mean, I'm, like, look at this whole generation of kids. Everybody's, all the kids are Star Wars fans. There's true. kids in my neighborhood that scream, This is the way. Like this. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I needed to hear. This no, show is no over. No joke. Yeah, and I actually have a 3D printed uh, Mythosaur, <laughs> the, the Mandalorian. Yeah, Mythosaur, hanging up in my garage, and they call they say, "Mr. Paul, is <laughs> is that a is that a Mandalorian?" Sit? I'm like, "What the fuck do you think this is? I'm not fucking around." And then I kick the kid. 
But it's like they know. It's crazy that they know what it is. They're like seven year olds running around. This is the way. Like so, it, it it speaks for itself. I think yeah, a kid's just you know you latch onto what's going on. You don't want to watch a movie from 1977. You but have sometimes to get, you do though. I think once you're a fan, that that's what I was concerned about. That's what I was conflicted about. It's like I want to kind of like test things out and like start someone fresh in 2020 with a movie from 1977 and see if they love it as much as everybody did back then. But at the same time, like. I can't wait until my kid is like old enough to watch and judge Star Wars. She's going to be watching Star Wars from the moment she's like three seconds old. I'm going to have it on like at the hospital Mm -hmm. as soon as as she's, you know, as soon as she's born. So I don't know. My experiment's going to fail. She's going to know all, all Star Wars all the time from day one. Hmm. What about the theory that if do you truly believe that if Anakin didn't fall to the dark side, Padme would have just lived? Hmm. Because losing the will to live, we we gloss over that, but that's a weird aspect of episode three that she just and eh, she's just really really fucking tired right now <laughs> what's the she's exa- being senator is really hard she's very exhausted um what is the general consensus on cause of death it's like we've talked about that before it's like palpatine killed her i think she just she literally the like the force left her I think every I really think that everybody's force sensitive to a certain degree, and yeah. it just you know she she was willing almost like willing to give everything up to make sure the kids are okay and to protect the kids from what Anakin had become. Yeah, so she, she just gave her life. To she the just kids. gave her life force yeah. into the kids, just like get get them to safety. I'm done. Peace mm-hmm. out. Because uh, there's nothing else to live for. Anakin's gone. Yeah. Fucking Anakin. What yeah, I think it was what triggered. My, that question was uh, one of the reaction videos of episode three. Someone was like, oh, my God, she's she's dying because Anakin fell to the dark side. And I was like, yeah, yeah I, I think that's what you're supposed to think watching it. Because, yeah, Anakin's not not there anymore. Died of a broken heart. I mean, you got to think she I feel like they both poured everything they had into being in love with each other, even though it was not supposed to. I guess it was supposed to happen, but it was like, uh, what's the word? They they shouldn't have, but they did anyways. And I feel like they poured all their energy into it, and things were trying to pull them apart at every turn, and it finally got to the point where, you know, they gave everything they had. Anakin basically died and came back, and then Padme actually died. Yeah. You know I what guess- I'm saying? My, my, see, my thought about it is, even if Anakin, like, I, I, it's all su- substantial. Like, you talk about the the scene where Mace Windu is, he's too dangerous to be left alive. Let's say that Anakin stands there and says, you're right. Fucking kill him. Well, I guess it's the the, the, the dichotomy that, like, He's doing this to save her, but in doing it, it kills her. So, like, 
have the power to save the one that you love, you do have that power. It's don't fucking follow me <laughs> as Sidious saying that's, that. That's the trick, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, you do have it. Just don't be a douchebag and kill younglings. It's not that hard, Anakin, but you're following, you're going down a path I can't follow. Yeah. So. Yeah, exactly. No, we, we've talked about that. It's like every time there's a force vision that's bad, people try to work against it and in working against it, they cause it to happen. Every time. Every time or it just pops make, up. Yeah, it makes it worse, like in trying to prevent something. Um, yeah, it's... you. Yeah, you... Uh, you materialize it. Basically. Well, it's like you're trying to prevent fate, and in try, it's gonna happen. And yeah. that's kind of how I feel. Like even if somehow Anakin was able to kill Sidious, I feel like he would have done it in rage and still fell to the dark side. Like there's there's so many aspects that I I think regardless, Anakin's going to the dark side. Darth Vader is inevitable. Inevitable. Just like Thanos. Yes. Darth Vader versus Thanos. Unfortunately, Thanos doesn't have the asthma issue, so... That's true. And Thanos went toe-to-toe with Hulk. I feel and like... He, and he has magic powers, so, like, you, I, it's impossible to be I Thanos. I feel like Vader could just uh, yank the stones out of the gauntlet with, his, with the Force. Don't you think? I don't know. Are you seriously considering this? Look, I want to say Vader, but <laughs> Thanos can like clap that chin. On. That chin don't play, man. Vader cannot uh, um, disappear. Like Thanos can do whatever the fuck he wants. Thanos can stop time. Like it's impossible to beat him. Is there an Infinity Stone that uh, controls midichlorians? Now the That's one the person question. that could, the one person that could beat Thanos would be Sidious. <laughs> Because he would have planned 20 years in advance. Yep. Like, oh, Thanos is coming. I'm just going to. Yeah. The only way you can beat Thanos, Thanos, because you're not going to out-battle him. You're not going to. I mean, there, he's got too much uh, at, at his at his fucking fingertips, literally. That you just have to outsmart him. You got to outthink him. And Sidious would be the one to do it. He's smart, too, though. I know, but Sidious is just smart enough to get, get past that Thanos. <clears throat> brick. Yeah, I reckon. Sidious is. He's the perfect enemy. He really awesome. is. He turns everything upside down just with words. Uh, and it's you know, also cool about sorry about the the labyrinth sorry. of evil uh, with the puppet mastering of of the war <laughs> and playing both sides because he's like face to face yelling at Yoda like this isn't going to go well for the Jedi you motherfucker and Yoda's like well we're trying so <laughs> trying we are it's like <laughs> it's like. Playing both sides is so smart, and the way he manipulates the war, manipulates the Senate, then manipulates the Jedi. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I like there was one point like we need to keep Anakin and Obi Wan away from Coruscant for a little bit for whatever reason. And he's like, I got it handled. Grievous hey, is over there. <laughs> hey, Grievous, just go this way. Yeah, go like, far away. Like, yeah, it's it's really not that hard. Lead them on a chase. Yeah. But the way he can manipulate it, because he had, I mean, he's basically, they give him emergency powers until the war is over. But because he's controlling the war, the war is never going to be over. Like, even with the Jedi basically winning the war slowly, he's still able to, you know, he's, he's always allowed to stay one step ahead. Yeah. He knows what the Jedi are doing. Right. 
But the Jedi wouldn't have let him keep emergency powers. That's the whole point. That's why he had to bring him down. I know, but Anakin would. That's the issue. And Anakin's going to tell Sidious everything. Palpy. He's yeah, going to Palpatine everything. That's the whole point of that scene, though, in Revenge of the Sith. Is like Anakin is conflicted between does he choose Palpatine over the Jedi Council. And it's only because Padme is in the mix and Palpatine says that he can help her is the fact that he chooses to go mm-hmm. with Sidious over the Jedi Council. Yeah. I just thought mm-hmm. of uh, Game of Thrones correlation. It's just so interesting how the... It's always the main characters in these books, but like the more powerful characters or more powerful families or the higher-ups basically are using the entire population to manipulate things for their own control. Like in Star Wars, it's Palpatine and the CIS and Dooku and the Grand Army, the Republic and everything. And in Game of Thrones, it's the Lannisters and the Starks and the entire Northern Army and the the Southern Army and, and Dorne and the Terrells you know and all that stuff. So much crossover. You know what's kind of funny is in both examples, the everyday goon on the ground it doesn't affect them directly at all. All it affects is the people at the top. Yeah. Like you're looking at like a Han Solo. Who gives a shit if the Imperials are a part of it or if the Republic's part? They're both spices. Spice running's illegal. I'm both. I'm both going to be arrested. They're both going to stop me. Right. So it's like fuck them. Let them yeah. squabble at the top and do whatever the fuck they want. Same thing yeah. in Game of Thrones. Like the people that are farming out in the fields. Doesn't all matter. The to them. took over. You're like. Okay, I didn't know. Yes, can I sell you some ale? It doesn't matter. Yeah, okay. I just all I just need to fucking uh, <laughs> provide support for my my family. I yeah, mean, and, I, in, and I like how deep they explore that in Game of Thrones, though, because it's yeah. it's rare that that happens. It's mostly like they keep focus on those main characters, but uh, especially in the books in in uh, in Thrones, they really explore how the common man is like. Yeah, like I don't care if it's Stark or if it's Lannister or if it's Baratheon. I'm just trying to, you know, keep my inn alive and and bake bread and make ale and not die. Bang the whores. Bang some, bang some whores. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a uh, to, to 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 mobilize a population is, is quite quite a thing to do because people live their lives. They don't care who's at the top. They really don't <laughs> on your day-to-day life. They care who is directly above them. True. Sometimes, and then, and then it stops. Well, I'm, I'm again. <laughs> I'm thinking just. I'm thinking just thrones. Yeah. Like who's your liege lord? Like everyone's a trip. Everyone is um, dedicated to the person that's directly above them, and they don't mm-hmm. necessarily care who is king. But the then royal, once you yeah. get high enough up. Those people are dedicated directly to the royal family, and that's where that's where things get dicey. Yep, yep. So. It's a game of ideals. That's all it is. Mm, yes. and loyalties, yes. broken loyalties. Game of thoughts. Yes. Game of tits. I don't believe you. I don't believe you. I'm gonna go watch Attack <laughs> the Clones. Maybe you won't get through it. I, I won't, but I'll start it. <laughs> You'll I'll get push that. I'll joint. push that play button at least. You know that the 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 dangling fruit at the end is the the fun stuff when the clone wars have begun. But you have to get through the the droid uh, machinery place area where I could bad. just fast forward. Oh yeah, you better begun the clone wars have. <laughs> Jesus, that is the wor- what is the single worst scene in Star Wars? In all of Star Wars, um, 
Hmm. That's a, that's actually a really hard question to ask. And to I answer. I mean, the one that always comes to mind is the droid factory in episode two. It's the cringiest, dumbest. It doesn't add anything. Like Padme is rolling around in like I don't even know what's going those on. None giant of this matters. Tubs of molten yes. lava. Yeah, it's I remember so weird. not hating it quite as much last time I saw it. But of course, you don't sit there and just go like, "Oh yeah, this is like high quality." Um, damn man. I don't know. There's a lot of stuff on Tatooine in episode four that I just like fucking why are we here? Why are we here? Canto bite still comes to mind. It's <laughs> Canto bites fine. It's just the horse chase. Mm. It's just the horse chase. It, I love the casino. I love the guards. I love that. Those are the shuttle parkers guy. All that's fine. It's just the horse chase that I hate. That's when in the theater you go take a piss and get another beer. Yeah, it's the it's the comedy that's forced into that casino when like that drunk alien puts coins into BB-8. And then, oh, I love that. That's Mark Hamill's little uh, alien droid character. And then three person. minutes later, he's using it as ammo to get DJ out. I'm like, you know, did we need that? Did we need Star Wars at all? Everything with Rose. That's <laughs> what comes to mind. We need to get her out of the movies. <laughs> I hate actors. I tell you what. No we, more we, actors in Star Wars. CGI only. To, yeah, only puppets. I want it to be Muppets in space. Yes. Directors and puppets only. You know, I was thinking, uh, I listened to our last episode when we were talking about like set design and costumes and, you know, all the design and the art behind it. Yeah. And it really just, episode one holds oh, so like a spot in my heart because of how different it is so good like the the designs the set designs the planet designs the aliens like sebulba is one of the coolest characters i have ever seen he plays such a small role yeah but it's so believable it's so yeah. unique the pod racers the pod racer pilots all unique so cool they have their own their own like the people bring out their own flags before the race. Dude, it's there's so much culture built into this race. Every driver and also their pod like kind of represents them. Yeah, their pod is like a representation of their species, of what they're doing. Yeah. There's so much and there's so much color and oh, culture so and there's yeah, it's the droids are different. I just all oh, I have to do Episode 1. All I have to see is a card from that old game of like Moss Ameta or Rick Ollier or something. And I'm just mm -hmm. transported back. I'm just transported back to 1990-fucking-9. Yeah. I think it, it's a stark difference. What we were talking about, the set design and the, the art, artistry behind it. Um, this yeah. motherfucker right here. All I have to do is see that card and I'm 11 years old again. <laughs> it's true. Uh, the whole, like, yes, the whole, uh, the whole vibe of Phantom Menace is iconic. Yeah. Damn, Jerry. It's cool, man. You know, and I I I didn't really realize it, but even even saying it in the last episode how uh, Lucas kept a pretty close knit with designing the uh, the original trilogy. Everything was kind of like gray. 
and I know he did, you know, green in episode six and white in episode five uh, with color schemes. But man, you go back to episode one and it's just vibrant. There's so much on screen in a good way in many, many aspects. Look at that little boy, Anakin. I have all those cards still. So jealous. I like how there's three queens. You can play as Padme or the queen or the queen. <laughs> yeah, you got Padme, Padme, and Padme. Which one do you want? <laughs> the I queen like, I like, insists. I like pa- Padme without a robes is actually stronger than uh, the, <laughs> the queen robes ones. Yeah, those fucking robes weigh you down, man. They may be bulletproof, but geez, at what cost? At <laughs> what cost? Your maneuverability and your will to live. Exactly. It, now we're back to squadrons. What do those upgrades actually cost you? Let's think about it. Exactly. Put those stats together, Padme. Jesus. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love Phantom Menace, man. I might, so that's much. probably what I'm going to tune up and tune into tonight. Um, Which we have quote, we have uh, claimed in the past 20 minutes that we're going to watch Solo and Attack of the Clones <laughs> and Phantom Menace all the same evening. I choose Phantom Menace. I, I actually haven't sat down and watched that one. Also, you know what? I might actually put an episode three. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, and we were talking about Labyrinth of Evil, so like episode three is in the docket as well. We got to watch you know four movies tonight. I, I got a, yeah, I got twelve hours of shit to do and about seven here, so we gotta get it done. Uh, yeah, I guess step one, I'm gonna try to finish Labyrinth of Evil, and then if I'm still up for it and in a Star Wars mood, I'll I'm gonna start. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do episode one because that pod race scene I need to see tonight. So good. so good. I like the extended version of the pod race scene, also. By the way, absolutely. That's a little more kaboom. <sighs> Kind of like in uh, Batman, where he does the shield thing and he asks the girl how much she weighs. So they go up into the rafters against the purple cars and the Joker people come out. And the guy with the samurai swords where he screams and and Michael Keaton kicks him in the head. Michael Keaton. I don't remember what you're talking about. (laughs) It's in the first. It's a a car chase with the Batmobile. Oh, okay. Yeah, because he shoots like a grappling hook. And he's like, how much do you weigh? She's like, 90 pounds. He's like, yeah, sure, sure, bitch, sure, bitch. And then he, he like, gra- grapples her up above the battles. Also, are you planning on uh, rescuing people with the grappling hook? If so, why would you only add an extra 100 pounds to your weight limit? I know. There's, like, <laughs> fish line out there that can hold, like, 300 pounds. You're, you're, we got to save yeah. the poundage on our lines here. What if you have to rescue a man? What are you going to do then? They're heavier. <laughs> yep. Sorry, bro. At, at this point, it's younglings and women only. Alfred, women. Alfred fucked up this grappling hook. You have to stay. Bye. You have to stay. Good luck. One at jo- a time. The, the Joker won't hurt you that bad, <laughs> dude. I'm gonna watch Batman tonight too. <laughs> I was just gonna say I'm going back to fanboy commentary. Batman original 1989. That's Let's one of my it. favorite commentaries that we did. That bat, that yeah. original Batman. I was like, oh my Colgate. god, Colgate. Like lavender, bitch. Colgate. <laughs> All right, guys. Good day, Galaxy. I <sighs> thank you for hearing us rant and rave about absolutely nothing. Uh, oh, yeah. I appreciate you guys tuning in. Episode uh, uh, 2.30. actually matched your pitch there. That was impressive. Uh, 2.39 we're at, guys. 2.39. 2.39. Make sure you tell um, your friends. Also, thank you. Now we can say it uh, for the first time live on the air. Thanks to our newest patron and member of the squadron, Rural Farm Boy. World's been around for a while. It's about time. I'm Welcome to the clan, my, my my guy. Definitely appreciate it. Thank you guys for tuning in. Hopefully, I'll read a book. Good day, Galaxy. <laughs> Hopefully, I'll read a book. <laughs>